0: Respectfully. respectfully, respectfully, respectfully,
1: respectfully, respectfully, a Melanated, a melanated therapist. therapist. Welcome in and welcome home family. I'm Dimitri.
0: And I'm Rade, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you're in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you can support us. If you would like to show us support, please share our podcast on social media, tag at RespectfullyMT, rate the show, and write reviews just to let us know that you're listening and enjoying the show. Thanks.
1: All right, fam. Our topic for today's episode is resentment. So, what is resentment? Resentment is a feeling of indignant or disgruntled displeasure or persistent ill will at something involving an underlying sense of being mistreated or wronged by another person. Much like anger, hostility, and jealousy, resentment is an emotion of power and is considered a multi-layer emotion and is typically described as a mixture of disappointment, disgust, and anger. Now, although experiencing frustration and disappointment is a typical part of life, resentment occurs when those feelings become too overwhelming and can contribute to trust and love and relationships being broken and sometimes irreparable.
0: So, now let's talk about some of the common triggers that resentment can hold, such as relationships with other people who insist on being read right all the time, being taken advantage of by another person, feeling put down having unrealistic expectations of others, not feeling heard or listened to, interactions with people who were always late. So what are some of the common signs of resentment? Some of these signs can look like repeated negative feelings such as anger, frustration, hostility, and bitterness, the inability to stop thinking about the event that birthed the resentment, feelings of fear or avoidance, feeling invisible or inadequate, and the ability to let go of anger. You're you're muted.
1: Okay. All right, thanks, friend. So let's jump right on in. Do you currently hold resentment towards someone in your life? If so, what does that look like for you? Hmm. <laughs> we diving right on in, friend. Yeah,
0: I, I wasn't anticipating that one but on this good Sunday, you
1: know? We'll do like T V shows and the names will be uh, removed for the privacy of <laughs> others. Or we could just use a pseudonym for that person. It's completely up to you. Mm, too funny. <laughs> um, okay. So do I currently hold resentment
0: towards someone in my life? Uh, yeah. Um, I do. It it often looks like me um replaying certain scenarios because I think Um, In order for me to um, have the feelings of resentment, Mm -hmm. it takes a while. It takes a number of experiences with that Mm -hmm. other person for me to really, for that to start to settle in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I am, I think, a giver and a nurturer and a lover by nature, and I want to show up for my people, and I don't think that starts to turn into resentment until I do start getting taken advantage of, and I'm feeling the burnout of the relationship. So. Um, yeah, I do currently hold resentment towards, you know, people or a certain person in my life, actually. And um, oftentimes it does look like that constant uh, replaying of the different experiences that I've had with them that has led to this moment. Um, it always, I think, <laughs> leads to some feelings of inadequacy. I think it's so interesting that we're talking about this because something that I have been. Really trying to move through um, because I just don't enjoy being in this space, um, especially given that I don't think resentment exists for me with people that I don't care about. Right. Right. So, like, so yeah, it could, it typically looks like that frustration. um, Sometimes it can look like bitterness. Um, Sometimes, definitely, the inadequacy, like, well, how come I wasn't enough for that person and whatever that facet of the experience was. Um, So yeah, that's what it typically looks like. Okay. What about for you?
1: Yes. Short answer to the question is yes. Um, Right now, um, the resentment I hold is resentment that I've held for many years um, with the particular individuals that I'm talking about um it's not a handful handful, but it's more than, t- it's more than two um but less than five let's go with that um and they are um you know for the most part familial relationships, but there's one um platonic slash romantic slash platonic um situations in there as well um you know what it looks like for me um with the relationships that I still have because I still have relationships with at least one of the three. Um, -hmm. it looks like I haven't forgiven or moved on yet. Um, it looks like, yeah, that's true. And, um, (laughs) it comes out as, um, irritability, anger, some hostility, um, so it's almost kind of like I can see it, um, but it's cha- It's changing, and um, we'll get into that a little more later, but for the most part, um, it's still there, and I know it's still there, and ultimately, you know, I know I have some healing and, and, and of my own to do um, in order to move forward with that because it's a relationship that, one— I don't want to give up, and two, I don't necessarily feel I should give up. Um, yeah. But it is, but I am uh, have enough self awareness to know that it is unfair for me to continue to sit in that resentment when it's evident that that person's trying to move on. But I guess for me, it's more so. Okay, well, do you even understand why I feel or react to you the way that I do? Do you care, or do you just let it happen because you know? you know, the history and the background or is it one of those situations where, you know, we kind of chop it up to, oh, that's just how such and such is. That's how they are and kind of keep it moving. So um, I feel like for me it does, um, it looks like the art of letting go, learning how to let go. Um, I give some grace and when I say some grace, I'm still allowing you to be a part of my life. So that's definitely grace. and not allowing the anger of what I wish would have happened stop me from healing, forgiving, and rebuilding the relationship that I do want, hmm. if mm-hmm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So have you experienced any situations where you were able to resolve that resentment towards an individual? And if so, what does that relationship look like today? <laughs>
1: Uh, I guess I could have just <laughs> went right on in. So um, <laughs> so um, I would not say, let me see. Let me think back. Hold on. Because um, there's one in particular that is coming up, but I want to look back and see if there were any others in my past that I've been able to resolve. Um, yeah, so I've resolved, so some of my past, you know, platonic, um, relationships, familial relationships, are a little harder for me um, to reconcile when someone does um, something to, to that I feel has wronged or hurt me in some way, um, because I feel like, you know, it's different levels to it. And, you know, the, the connection that we were born into, that should mean and stand for something. But that's not always the case. But anyway... Um, but going back to the relationship that I do want, um, the one that I'm referring I was referring to earlier, um, I would not say I've been able to resolve it, but I've been able to decrease it. So it's changing, but it's not resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it looks like is me truly understanding um and separating my emotional experience from that person's experience. And what I mean by that is, you know, at the end of the day, this person has their own struggles. This person has their own life. And before our lives intertwined or interconnected, they were a whole individual or a whole, you know, somebody's um, sibling, somebody's child, you know, somebody's aunt or uncle. They They wore so many hats before they became what they were to me. Um, or what they are to me. So just trying to understand that there may be um, stressors or precipitants um, that led to that behavior or led to the resentment, whether it was um, intentional or unintentional. I do not believe that it was intentional, but the actions intentionally harmed me if that makes sense. But I'm still not to a place where I can say, you know what, this is resolved. I forgive you. And now from today moving forward, this is how we're going to interact. Or this is how I want us to interact because I feel that um in this particular situation um that the person doesn't under- truly understand my 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 space, where I mm, am and mm-hmm. what how I perceived and received and experienced that particular situation or situations that happened over the course of our um, relationship thus far. And um, I do have something where, you know, accountability is really big for me. So I do my absolute best to take my accountability in all situations and apologize when necessary, um, even if I don't want to. but um you know I have this thing where other people like we both know what happened but you're proceeding like nothing's never happened and everything is all daisies and lilies and I'm over here you know feeling some type of way that you don't see how that impacted me or how that impacted our relationship And and like I said trying to my best to you know put myself in the other person's shoes because that's that in itself still may not be intentional. That could be out of fear and avoidance of what could come, what the outcome could be of having such a conversation, where you know we both have to sit in a very vulnerable space and live in our truth and accept our accountability.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. What so about you? <laughs> um. Okay, so I have had some experiences where I've been able to um resolve my resentment um with family members um I think you know primarily because I think I've really been blessed with or I know I've been blessed with being able to watch my family members grow over time and I think there's a cool thing about just you know childhood experiences or my childhood experiences in particular where I was able to see people in their healing process, whether I recognized it was their healing process or not, Um, but actively trying to um, better themselves and make repairs. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I didn't realize that then, of course, but just looking back on that, I recognized that there was resentment that I had to process through and resolve, Um, you know, emotionally, whether I recognized it was happening or not, just by the interactions with them. Uh, Cause I didn't have many choices of, of not interacting with them. Um, and then I think right now the whole, you know, do I hold resentment towards someone or in, in, did I resolve that? I, there's pieces, I think very similarly to you, it's making progress and I recognize that it's making progress. Um, but I also recognize that this resolution or this me coming to a resolve is really about me moving in this process alone and not with the other person um, and creating boundaries for myself and not for them, um, just to recognize like and, and apply the lessons from the relationship is how it's helping me to heal and resolve through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm honestly doing right now to help me kind of move through a, resent, a resentful space is look at or recognize the linkages to my past, right? Right doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have to be, you know, stuck in them, but recognizing the linkages, like, why is this triggering me so much? And why is this becoming such a huge thing? Because I think right. resentment starts to turn into turmoil. It starts mm-hmm. to turn into so many things. And ultimately it can create a trauma space. Like I genuinely feel like resentment is a direct link to, um, you know, carrying trauma in our body just with how we view other people and then how we then turn and view ourselves um, nice and part. how that other person viewed us, you know? And so mm. with that being said, um, really my biggest boundary is stop giving from my cup when I haven't even, you know, taken a good sip or a good gulp from it yet right. is one thing. And even after I have taken a big gulp of it yet, if I, you know, recognize someone's uh, patterns of not showing up in a certain way and I'm not mm. feeling called by anything to just give to them and there's this inner voice, this childlike, you know, submissive, uh, diminished voice saying, you know, well, you give anyway because that is supposed to be someone you care about and, you know, kind of making mm-hmm. you feel a little bit guilty. Mm-hmm. That, and that negative self-talk, um, that doesn't always look like self-talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of sounds, you know, traditional to that of, like, things that we've learned, but we don't really believe and they make us feel pretty bad mm mm-hmm. That voice comes up, and I have to be able to recognize the difference between that voice and my own
1: mm-hmm.
0: and being able to reframe that um to I think really just pour back into myself <laughs> is a huge yeah. piece, pour back mm-hmm. into myself, give myself that affirmation that I would have probably needed from that person if I would have given to them, but I decided mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. um or the affirmation that I probably wouldn't have gotten and would have been very disappointed that I didn't get, you know, had I would have given that to them and shared that space. But regardless, um, I think biggest piece of resolving is allowing for an opportunity for there to be the progress. And that's Mm -hmm. where I've had, you know, the most healing comes from spaces of resentment. Last thing I want to say is, um, what the relationship looks like today, um, cut off, even though I'm doing it by myself, quote unquote, you know, it's cut off until that person, um, can actively show up for me in a way that, um, ultimately lets me know that their intentions are, (laughs) are pretty clear and pure with regard to, um, developing or rebuilding a relationship with me. That's really big is that You know, I'm no longer accepting people coming in and out of my space, my life, just because they may think they're ready and then they recognize that they're not. I think there's so the relationship today looks like me really not reaching out to that person. If they reach me, I'm open, but um, I'm not open to inappropriate and advantageous relationships or. Mm -hmm inappropriately advantageous relationships. So
1: don't come over (laughs) here with that. That part. Yeah.
0: That was a pretty long one to answer, but yeah.
1: No, that was it. No, that was good. (laughs) I felt like you dropped a lot of good gems in in that response. Um, So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give someone who resents an individual, but still wants a relationship with them?
0: Well, well, what I will say is that person that I was just talking to you guys about, like I still very much so want a relationship with them um no matter how much it hurts, right because even while they were probably being inappropriately advantageous, I was still creating a a I still was developing a connection with them the connection that we mm-hmm. had didn't didn't not exist you know mm-hmm. um and when I say connection I, I mean bond right just with mm-hmm. who this person is in my life, but um. And so the advice that I would give is to, one, take a step back and understand why this feeling is starting to show up for you. And you can do that in a multitude of ways. the per and you know, go back to that list that Dimitri and I talked about here, right? What is missing or what are some of the things that you're noticing, some of the triggers for resentment? You know, are you feeling put down, taken advantage of, um, interactions with people who are always late, right? So just kind of looking at those kind of things and saying, okay, is this building up? The other thing is, is take a step back to, to looking at how are you showing up in the relationship and are things feeling uneven? And when I say uneven, I'm not talking about making a list of, I did, you know, things one through 10 and they did things one through 10. You can make Mm -hmm. that list, but I also need you to understand the weight of those items on the list, right? You could have done five things, that person could have done 10, but were you doing the bulk load, (laughs) you know, of those things and you still need some assistance, um, right? So it's important to pay attention to certain things. And so I think what an example of this could be, I don't know. Uh, if I was working with a couple, I've heard this before. The the uh, there's one parent that's doing all the things with the kids, the house, the this, the that, and then the other parent is like, "Well, I took out the trash, right?" And it's like,
1: "That part, baby,
0: baby, what?" <laughs> like, right? Okay, you took out the trash. Thank you. Put it on the list. <laughs> or,
1: but we need these other. Or- or oh, I watched the kids yesterday. Like, how you babysit oh, your own kids? No, you, you ain't babysitting your kids. Go ahead. And that was with no judgment. <laughs> that was no judgment there. No, but I'm no. just saying that you can't babysit something that you that uh, has your DNA in it.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely no judgment. But you can't babysit your own kids. Okay, you're parent. That part all the time. I say the DNA. Um, you know,
1: but you get but, it, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So I think you know, looking at those lists and seeing, okay, is there something that's being outweighed here? Um as well as do you feel like there's um a conversation that could be had with this person? Um and are you willing to have that conversation with this person? Demetri earlier mentioned, you know, having the ability to be vulnerable. I I think when it comes to um deeper connections that way and people that I start to feel resentful with, especially as I've expressed that um it's only really happening with people that I that I really care for. Um I'm gonna tell you. So it's like it's usually not about me not being vulnerable. It's about if we don't have this conversation, this relationship is going to be over, and Mm -hmm. that's the last thing you know that I that I want. So I think ultimately my advice is to be honest with yourself, be honest with them. Go ahead and look at how things are playing out in your relationship, and if you actually want to start enhancing the relationship, you have to be frank about that. But you also have to be very willing and well. Understand that the relationship may not change. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm learning, because when you fall into resentful patterns, it puts you in a position of, you know, trying to show up in a way that you would if you were trying to repair a relationship. But if that person has always been inappropriately advantageous, they're gonna probably do the same thing that they're used to doing because they don't notice the difference between you showing up for them to rebuild a relationship versus what the past that that was happening probably if they're still in that space mm. so be ready for them to not be ready for you and you may have to take a step back anyway
1: that part okay hashtag retweet <laughs> so um, what about for, you? for me nice. um i mean it's really not much um other than echoing what you're saying but, um but you know some of the things that you know we both said um you know Looking at the other person's perspective. Now, granted, looking at someone else's perspective or what they've done does not, or looking at their point of view, does not make their actions right, but understanding their side can reduce any type of anger that you feel towards them. Because technically, you know, anger is the primary emotion, but in most cases, and in my experience, I see it as a reactionary or secondary emotion, because typically there's another emotion underneath the anger. And mm-hmm. anger typically causes you to react to people and, and um, the environment around you in negative ways because of that that stuff, that resentment that's brewing. Or like they said, the remnants of, of the trauma connection relating to the resentment that you may have towards that individual. Um, but if you can remove the anger and you have the other emotions, then we can have a productive conversation about what happened. How I experienced it emotionally and what I'm hoping we can, you know, do or um, meet some type of resolve moving forward, especially if we both want this relationship to continue or letting go of it is not an option. And I know people are like, well, what do you mean it's not an option? There are certain relationships that you have that are just going to be relationships that you have for the entirety of your time here on Earth. Um You know, certain familial relationships, Um, like it may be easier to, you know, let go of a cousin than it may be a parent or, you know, someone who sits in a higher... Space In the hierarchy of your familial um, background. Um, I'm not and I'm not saying stay in any relationships that where you're being abused or, you know, truly harmed. I'm saying that ultimately there's going to be challenging times and there are going to be things that happen to all of us um, at any given time. That could bring up these feelings of resentment, but it doesn't always mean that they were intentional. For me, it's always about the intent. Now, I'm not taking away the fact that you did that shit and that you hurt me. But at the same time, you know, what was your what was the intent? Do I really believe that this person in front of me, based on the history that we have, intended to harm me in this way? Or did it happen as a result of some shit that's going on in their life? or? we could find out that the bitch meant to do it. And in Mm -hmm. that case, then we have a whole different conversation. But even if you decide to walk away or step away from a relationship where you feel that, you know, once you have resolved the resentment that you no longer want any parts of that, then you're more, I feel like you're more than welcome to walk away because it's your life. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're able to get past it and rebuild a new, healthy, effective relationship Then why not? Because all relationships are going to go through challenges because regardless of when we come together as a friend or as a family member or as a partner or significant other, at the end of the day, we're still individual people. And when we walk out into the world, yes, we carry the title of friend, brother, parent, sibling, spouse, partner, whatever you want to say it, we still experience our life individually when we go out into the world. And then when we come back, we bring that shit back home so Mm -hmm. you know we have to be very mindful of that um working on self-soothing you know you ultimately you are responsible for your actions regardless of what someone has done to you so that is what you're responsible for and even when someone causes you pain you have control over your own reaction to that situation um seeking out help go to therapy talk help bounce it off of someone else let someone else be your sounding board help Let someone help you process it, especially if it's connected to um, current or past trauma. Mm -hmm. Current or past Mm -hmm. trauma, yeah. And then I want you, you know, a good thing, last but not least, um, that I would add is to consider why it's difficult to forgive. So when you are considering kind of moving on or trying to heal from or attempting to heal from resentment, what feelings are coming up for you? When you first try to move on, you may most likely, uh, a lot of emotions may come up for you, like resistance, fear, and anger, especially when that resentment has been brewing for a while because, you know, we don't all like to talk about our emotions or what we're feeling or what we're experiencing. So ultimately, you want to take your time processing those feelings so that you can move through that process as safely and as effectively and and as healthy as possible. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Thank
0: you for that. I mean, let me actually, I do want to add something, but thank you for that. I, I think it's great just in listening to what you're saying with this episode that we are offering a balance between this piece of being able to pay attention to other people's experiences and have some compassion, empathy, and consideration for that, while also really being mm-hmm. intentional about having a relationship with yourself and understanding where that is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. The other thing that I'm thinking, you know, here just when talking about this is I would ask yourself, and this is a question that you should definitely pose with your therapist if you're going to therapy, but if you can do it alone, then why do you want this relationship with this person? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where is that stemming from? Is mm-hmm. it stemming from this desire to like not have discomfort and not have change mm-hmm. and just being concerned and frightened about what this could mean if that person's not in your life, mm-hmm. um, and what Loneliness that means is a for bitch. you, <laughs> for you, and then the other side of it is like, you know, does this person actually add value to my life? And trust mm-hmm. me, if you've really gotten to the point of of true resentment, they've probably, you know, taken a lot of your value with them. And mm-hmm. so, I I think that is important to think about, um. It doesn't mean that the relationship doesn't deserve to be repaired, but it's still something to think about. Last right. thing is, is that I want to really, really second and third and fourth say, <laughs> like, you know, talk to the therapist, the sounding board, because as a sounding board, because um, resentment is a very um, exhausting emotion, mm-hmm. the same way frustration and anger is. But resentment is what we call like a lingering emotion. Mm-hmm. A lingering primary emotion that can sit. And that's why I made that that comment earlier, you know, in the podcast, in the episode about how we can, like, feel it in our body a little bit differently and why we carry this kind of trauma because mm-hmm. it sits in the body, it festers, and it starts to show up. We get sick. We get, you know, we get mean, <laughs> right? We, we start to wear our face in a certain way, right? Like scrunched up lines, right? All of those things definitely start to happen, uh, whether we recognize it or not. Um, and so I say utilizing your therapy sessions for this because it starts mm-hmm. to release this this uh, emotion that's sitting in the body for so long because it doesn't have mm-hmm. anywhere to go. It's a very stagnant emotion.
1: So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad, but I'm so glad that um that you made the connection between emotional health, mental health, and physical health. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's all health and wellness, but yeah. all like emotional turmoil can result, and in many cases does result in physical ailments, you know, or mm-hmm. physical symptoms that Rod Day explained. And, you know, I, I think um this is a great opportunity, you know, based off of what Rod Day was saying, is to highlight the fact that it's only health and wellness now you can put another name in front of it like mental or physical um or what have you but at the end of the day health and wellness is health and wellness and it's a whole it's a scale and when something is imbalanced it tilts so all of those things they're all intertwined you know, because if you have a medical illness, then that messes with your your psyche and your emotional experience and all of those other things. So um I'm glad you highlighted that that particular part. Mm,
0: good. Um, I think I, you know, as I'm just really coming, guys, we're coming closer to the closest episode. I think we have another question, but I just want to say that, like, for the place that I'm in right now in my life, I really appreciate this episode because... It's something that I'm working through and I'm mm-hmm. really able to see just the the progression that I've had just even from a week ago or two, mm-hmm. you know, with this mm-hmm. process that I'm in right now. So I really appreciate this episode 100%. But anyway, so um, <laughs> is there a situation in your life where you held resentment towards another person and wish you had done something different?
1: Hmm. Short answer is yes. Um... I do want disclaimer uh, 99% of the ones where situations where I may have held resentment and had to forgive someone um, Mm -hmm. that resulted uh, resulted in separation. I stand by those decisions. Let's get that clear. Now, however, (laughs) Mm -hmm. regarding the ones that um, I want to maintain currently, um, ultimately I'm still working through it. Um, and some of the things that I uh, I wish I... Actually, let me, let me step back a little bit. So we have the ones that I have now that I want to maintain. And there are some that I still stand by my decision to walk away. But I do question myself sometimes in a sense of, okay, was that really a tipping point for me Um, and to end that relationship? Like, did I really think about like do a a real cost benefit analysis or pros and cons Mm -hmm. to see that, okay, could this be resolved with the conversation? But, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when I was younger, I was always in a space of how do you not know you're doing this to me? Like Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing. So how can you not be? Does that mean that you really don't give a fuck about me? You don't care about me? Or are you really just, unaware of how you are experiencing the world and interacting or connecting with the world around you. And I just happen to get caught up in, in the story, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So in any case, um, what I wish I would have done differently in all of these situations, whether I still want uh, that person to be out of my life or not, is being more of an active participant and advocate for my own emotional experience and taking ownership and accountability of communicating those feelings. Because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, when you're communicating and expressing your feelings, yes, it's helpful for the person in front of you, especially if it is a, um beneficial supportive caring loving relationship that you or connection that you both share with each other but at the end of the day is super important because if i am not but it's really for me me expressing my emotions and getting it out and talking it out with the person that you know um i hope understands me or loves me or shows me compassion and empathy that they understand what what it's like for me and then especially if you know Without a shadow of a doubt that there was some wrongdoing on the other side of it, you're also giving that person the opportunity to take accountability if they're going to take it. But more than anything, that expression and that communication, that is for you as an individual to help your healing process, to help you move through the turmoil that's being caused by, you know, the resentment that you're feeling towards that individual, or especially that resentment that has been brewing for years and years and years. Um. You know, ultimately, um, hmm, that's the biggest thing. Yes. The biggest thing is me being a better advocate um, and um, communicating more assertively my own um, emotional experiences. Um, but, you know, it's not its not as, for me, it's not as simple as it sounds because ultimately um, a lot of it is rooted in trauma. So I really can't. Like I can get to a place with resolving my resentment only to a certain degree, but I still have to go back and resolve that trauma in order to truly move forward um, past that you know, that that checkpoint where I've made it in resolving the resentment because it's connected to some other shit that I need to, you know, process and, and become aware of and manage. um, And then we can move towards resentment. And then even in that space, I'll be in a clearer headspace, like a- asking myself some of the questions, right? They asked about the relationship. Do I still want it? Is it worth it? Whatever, you know, questions you want to insert there. But, It'll help me get to that question and not later turn around and say, hey, maybe I should have did it this way. Hey, I should have did it that way. And, you know, while I'm talking about communication and being assertive and, and expressive and, you know, communicating, it's because I do sometimes wonder if I had such a good time and such a good relationship with this person and, you know, ultimately my accountable piece is that I allowed certain things to go on so long until I reached my breaking point and then I was completely done. So what would have happened to some of those relationships back then if I would have actually taken the time to say, hey... This is what I'm feeling or you did this, which resulted in me feeling this way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If some of those good relationships could have been, you know, blossomed or they could have been repaired and flourished um, because they had good foundations, it's just. We live in life, we're growing up, you know, we're evolving and, you know, sometimes you can evolve and grow together and sometimes you have to, you know, separate in order to grow and you start to lead your own lives and you don't come back together, but that's okay, you know, because it's not leaving off on a bad term. And at the end of the day, you know, I am a firm believer in, um, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And who's supposed to be in your life will be in your life and who's not supposed to be in your life won't be in your life. Um, if you release yourself to the situation. And when I say release yourself to the situation, means being aware of what's happening around you as often at all times is, is key, but we're not always in a space to where we can do it at all times. But as often mm-hmm. as possible, being aware and sitting back and reflecting on, you know, how are you showing up in the world? How are you perceiving what's going on around you? And, you know, how are your relationships? And at the end of the day, even if you're not in an argument or a space or let's say me and my best friend... Like, we haven't argued in let's say years or whatever the case may be does not mean that at any given time we should not be taking inventories of our relationship to see where it's going see where it's at see the 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 healthiness of the relationship um and then of course you know what we can do moving forward to continue to strengthen that bond and grow that connection what about Mm -hmm.
0: you i really love that last piece um this is something that i don't think many people do um which is to take inventory of their relationships. um. But as, you know, as an adult, I'm now realizing that that is something that kind of has to be formulated um, throughout uh, a very, uh, a childhood relationship or a very early adulthood relationship where you may have a mentor, things like that. Someone that you know that you can kind of talk to, to, to receive feedback about yourself, about themselves and have that openness and you can actually see growth happening. But um, so, do I wish I had done something different um, in the situation in my life where I held resentment towards another person? No, I don't wish I had done anything different. No regrets. No regrets.
1: <laughs> my friends say no, same stuff.
0: No, no regrets. I, I mean, I. I can apply lessons. So I will say that I can apply lessons very much. Um, like what you were saying, which is to be more communicative, but I do have that thought in the back of my head of like, uh, I did say something. And even if I wasn't super frank or harsh or whatever the case may be, the other person also knew that they were harming me. Um, and it was clear that they were aware of it because they were utilizing, uh, themselves as a, as a, you know, power tool here. Um, so I think though, there are some situations where I recognize that I thought I was, or I held resentment and I recognize that it dissipated very quickly once I recognized the basis of the relationship to begin with. So, and these were really in certain situations where like, um, I was working with certain people, but we were under a higher authority and they really struggled to show up for themselves or me while I was still probably showing up for them in that space. Um, I really think that is like the only thing I can kind of look back on and be like, ah, okay. Um, a lot of the time, like I said, those, those moments kind of dissipated quickly. Um, and in my communication, I probably would, you know, moving forward, I would like to be able to ask more questions. Um, in the beginning of things without fear of losing the relationship and recognize that if I'm afraid of if the relationship just being lost that I might have a bigger issue Mm-mm. um hashtag then, attachment yeah like I may have a bigger issue that's showing up in this certain scenario versus like hey I'm just coming to you to have a conversation because listen I know you want this relationship I want this relationship right and we want it to be better so let's just have a conversation um it's not going to hurt us to do that and it can only mean that we can grow whether we agree on what's being presented or not the way that my behavior your behavior is into in, it's impacting the relationship itself um is creating some issues so I think really and the time of my life now I think I really only have people like that <laughs> around anyway Um, And so it makes it a lot easier to really be able to apply these lessons because um, the people that are not showing up are still not showing up and they're not expected to at this point. And very much so, um, not as welcome.
1: (laughs) That part. (laughs) Not as welcome, no longer welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Some some of them them are
0: no longer welcome. Some of them
1: are not as welcome. Like you're going to have to
0: show some. Some yeah. progression, you're gonna have to show some healing before you come back over mm. here
1: because, right, it's the last time, <laughs> but right, but, period. It's the uh, last three time. strikes, you out. But you know, those who are on their uh first and second strike, <laughs> um, you know, hmm. ultimately, you know, look at. It's important for all of us to do this. But look at how how you show up. Like, I'm re-echoing what Rade is saying. Like, how are you showing up? Like, doing the inventory on your relationships, doing the inventory on yourself. Like, what have you resolved? Like, what have you gone through? Have you resolved those things? How are you showing up to people in front of you? How are they experiencing because sometimes mm-hmm. what we believe is happening may not be happening at all for that person that's across from us. So mm-hmm. I think it's very important to continue to do, you know, your inventories on, on yourself. And, you know, ultimately we always gonna um, be advocates for therapy. Take your ass to therapy, especially if you have any adverse childhood experiences. Take your ass to therapy so that you can understand yourself better. So that you can process anything. Because sometimes you'll be quite surprised when it comes to trauma. Things that you didn't even know traumatized you. And in those instances, it typically reveals itself in a therapeutic setting. Um, sometimes it could come up in, um, you know, say we in, you know, a group of friends. We've been friends for 20 plus years. It could come up that way. But at the same time, when it comes to resolving and processing, please go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I got. But you
0: know, right, I'm back. sorry.
1: Last thing I'll say
0: too. Um, you know what? Neither here nor there. Keep going. I was about to <laughs> echo what you were about to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we on the same way leaf like, you like, know. Um, but but why. I feel like you like that, you know, um resentment is a lot bigger than people talk about or give credit to it like this mm-hmm. is to me i feel like it's in the same category when you start talking about adverse experiences and trauma i feel like they all yeah they interconnected go together. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yep. but we only talk about trauma we don't really talk about the resentment or we're only talking about the anger the sadness the pain but resentment is real that shit lingers so you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can do to make sure that you're you know Sweeping in front of your own door versus worrying about sweeping in front of everybody else's door. And basically, what that means is minding your damn business. You know what I'm saying? Like understanding yourself better. Because if I can understand myself better, then I can understand the world around me and how I interact and perceive the world around me, which then allows me to be more intentional with how I connect with individuals, whether it's in passing, whether it's short term or long term, and across environments at work, at home at school, wherever you, you know, go throughout your life. Okay, fam, let's move on to our earth lesson for the week. When we take the time to learn that a person's behavior is more about their own internal struggle than it is about you, we learn grace and set the groundwork for forgiveness and healing. Remember, holding on to resentment is letting the other person live rent-free in your head with the ability to control your emotions. So take back your power. Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at RespectfullyMT and send your questions and topic requests to RespectfullyMT at gmail.com. Until next time, fam.
0: Peace, y'all. Respectfully.
1: Respectfully. 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 Respectfully, I'm a melanated therapist.